On today's podcast, we are, you know what, this is a little, this episode here is near and dear to my heart, um, especially the topic that I'm going to be talking about. So it's not the traditional episode. Of course, there's still going to be the crying Jordan face of the week. There's still going to be my petty take on sports because I have to talk about the petty take on sports this week. Good gracious. Anywho, but stay tuned because I'm talking about a topic that's near and dear to my heart and it's about mental health. Okay. Um, Follow me on social media, Walk With Jason, or go to walkwithjason.com and, you know, you'll find out more stuff about me. But anywho, other than that, I'm ready for this episode. Are you ready? Are you? Okay. Well, maestro, drop that beat. Welcome to the Walk with Jason Podcast. I am your host, Jason Tyree, a.k.a. a man called Jason, a.k.a. I wear basketball shorts to bed because I'm young, but I have a lot of kids. You know what I mean? Like, when you my age, like, you ain't ready to wear pajamas yet, so you you just wear basketball shorts to bed and everything like that. (laughs) For real. For real, if y'all listening, and y'all, if y'all fathers out there between the age of like 20 and I'll, I'll go as far as 40, between 20 and 40, if you still wearing basketball shorts to bed. You know what? You ain't even got to be a father. If you are between the ages of 20 and 40, no, you know what? We're going to add the teenage years in there, 13 to 40. Bet you wearing basketball shorts to bed. Don't even trip. <laughs> Is it comfortable than a mug? Take comfortable. You know what I mean? Anywho, this is episode eight. Episode eight, man. I hope y'all enjoyed last week's episode. That was my first interview. Um, things like that. I I think I thought it went well. One of my listeners was being petty and pointed out the fact that I kept saying the word belabor. <laughs> ah, man. It was funny is I try to edit out because I actually said it more than that. And I edited out the, you know, like one or two times I said it. And I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm finishing this to press. Come to find out I was saying it all throughout the episode. That's hilarious to me. There's another, like when I listen to the episodes, um, I don't do a lot of editing, to be honest with you, because I like this to be very authentic, raw, kind of have a live feel to it. Um, and it's a journey. Again, the, the name of this podcast is Walk With Jason. You're walking with me. This is my journey through life. I'm just documenting my life, talking about my life, talking about current events music sports and i'm giving you my point of view on it and so this really isn't one of those things where it's like oh man he ain't got a lot of podcast numbers or whatever 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 this is therapeutic for me 
So this is for me first. If y'all are if y'all are enjoying this, great, fantastic. That's a bonus for me. That's a bonus. And this is really the first time I've done something for me first. Um, but I also try to incorporate stuff that I think you all can benefit from. And that's generally what I use the first segment for. Give little nuggets, give little transparency, you know, and everything like that. And what I think I'm a, I'm switching up. I, you know, I'll make tweaks here and there per episode. And I think what I'm going to start doing is giving the shout outs at the beginning um, segment instead of the end, because, you know, somebody might be on a lunch break, never really get to finish the whole episode and they missed a shout out. You know what I mean? So without further ado, I want to give a shout out this week to my guy, Logan. Logan, what's up, man? That's my dude. We go to church together. Him and his wife, Shayna, they have four. They done caught up with us. They got four kids now, man. Three girls and a boy. Same as me, man. I'm real happy for him, man. Um, we was just talking not too long ago. And um, see, our church have two campuses. And Logan, I met Logan at the main campus um years back but he's been attending the um the other campus um a lot so we you know we rarely see each other but when we do man it's still all love and you know logan was like hey man i listen to your podcast you know especially when i'm on my lunch break so thank you logan shout out to you you the homie and uh yeah we're gonna get into this this episode episode eight <laughs> i can't wait for the sports section and i think y'all know why because I, I you know what i'm gonna just wait till the sports section come up because <laughs> i'm recording on a saturday okay the day after a particular sports event ended the sports season ended yesterday for for someone who will remain nameless until the sport segment is on you know I, oh, oh boy oh boy huh? I, <laughs> oh man if you follow me on social media first of all if you're if you're not following me on social media shame on you i can't believe it but you still have a chance to do so. You know what I'm saying? Holla at me while I'm hot. You know what I mean? Follow me on uh, social media. Walk with Jason. That's it. Walk with Jason. Search. Walk with Jason. You'll find me. Um, all social media platforms. Walk with Jason. Made it simple for y'all. And I, and, and and if you have trouble doing that. You can go to my website, walkwithjason.com. You'll find that and more. And more. Okay? All right. So, anyway, the little uh, jewel that I want to drop on you guys right here in this segment is um, a little bit of a transparency moment for me. Um, I would say about 
this time last year, I had to make a difficult choice of um, holding my son back. My son last year, he was in the third grade, but he was struggling. I mean, he was struggling immensely, especially in like reading and like social studies and stuff like that. And he was in the third grade. And so I was faced with the option of passing him on through or holding him back a year, you know, have him repeat the third grade. And I decided to keep him back because my whole thing was I didn't want to set him up for failure, you know. And the sad part about it is there are a lot of kids who are just getting passed through and they're barely making it, man. They're struggling in reading. They're struggling in math. They're struggling in, in certain subjects or a lot of subjects. But, you know, they're getting passed through. And I was like, man, I do not want to set my son up for that. I much rather keep him back a year so he can get this again, get the help that he needed. Because my son, as far as his reading, like he was in the third grade, but he was reading at a first grade level. And so you try to put him in the fourth grade, fourth grade would eat him up alive. And so I was like, nah, stay back. You be all right because I don't want to set you up for failure. So needless to say, we did that. He was upset at first, um, obviously, but you know, I explained the benefits to him and, and we got tutors and stuff to, to also help um, in his journey. And this year he has done great and it was probably one of the best decisions I made. Um, it was tough. Um, you know, cause you always, you know, the parents always want to parade their children around and say, oh, my child is doing great. He making straight A's child. He finna go to college and all this stuff. I keeps it real. My son was not doing great. So I had to keep him back. Now he's doing good. You know what I mean? And we're going to continue to work on him um, as he goes. Now he, now he's ready for the fourth grade. So he just finished the third grade again. Well, school will be out Friday, but um, he just finished the uh, third grade again, and he's ready this time for the fourth grade. Now, I say all of that to say this. My second oldest, which is my oldest daughter, um, it appears as if we're going to have to do the same thing with her. Um, so that's another kid, another year of possibly holding that said kid back. And it kind of works a little bit better in her advantage because, you know, her birthday, the way her birthday falls, like her birthday is in Ju July. So she was already a young third grader. So having her go through the third grade again, um, probably won't be that huge of a deal, but she's, she's really struggling math, um, like struggling. And my daughter, she's such a creative brain. She's such a right brain thinker. 
that left brain stuff just really just it doesn't compute yet so we we're trying to we already got tutors on deck we have a game plan on deck and um i'm more than positive that we're going to keep her back the the also the other interesting thing about it is her sister which is who is 11 months younger than her um is going to the third grade so they'll be in the same grade um they're all they're pretty much inseparable anyway they share a room they share friends so i we haven't broke the news to her yet she has an idea it's not like she's going to be completely blindsided because we've been working on her all year with this um but it is one of those things man where um you know we we just have to make this decision we have to make this decision and it's going to help her out right now even though she's in the third grade she's on a first grade level math um comprehension um like it's it's still she's counting on her fingers and struggling so we're gonna make sure we get that taken care of she excels in other subjects but i i just really feel like she's not ready for the fourth grade and so we're gonna go ahead and do what we have to do and i'm sure it's gonna pay off you know um yeah but it's one of those things as a parent you got to swallow your pride and help your kid i mean i don't want to sit there at graduation time fake clapping because i know that even though they're getting a diploma that they're really uh they really didn't get it because after you get that diploma, man, and you go to college and stuff like that, you, you're pretty much on your own. And you can fake the funk through grade school all you want, but it's going to come back to haunt you, baby. Trust me. When you get into the real world, oh, for real? You don't know how to do multiplication? I cool, cool. You ain't going to know how to do your taxes right. Stuff, you know. Now, granted, there are things that we learn in school that clearly we're not using in adult world like like that. But at the same time, man, a lot of opportunities and a lot of doors that could be open is geared towards how educated you are and how well you comprehend things. And so it is what it is. It is what it is, guys. That's what's happening um and i'll keep y'all posted on that all right well we're gonna get ready for this next segment giving my two cents on the next segment so keep it locked Welcome back to the Walk with Jason podcast. I am your host, Jason Tyree, a.k.a. A Man Called Jason, and I'm here to give you my two cents. Now, this particular segment um, is near and dear to my heart. Um, and I'm not really even going to go 
too much into the articles per se, but I really want to spend time on this segment right here to voice my opinions and share my heart about something that is really, really, really important to me. And that is mental health. Um, if you haven't been watching the news or paying attention, unfortunately, um, there have been, uh, there's probably been more deaths, but you know, in the news, two celebrities just this past week committed suicide, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. Um, as far as Kate Spade, Kate Spade, multimillionaire, influential fashion designer. I mean, the fashion world knew her, you know what I mean? She affected the industry like crazy, had money coming out the ears, you know what I mean? Like that. And she commits suicide. And it was shocking. Everybody was shocked. It was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't see that coming. Kate Spade. And then um, a few days later, Anthony Bourdain. Um, Y'all know him from his CNN show where he's traveling and, you know, eating different foods and things like that. I I've seen him one, you know, on occasions, but there are people who have really been affected by this because, um, you know, he's either encouraged them or just inspired them in some way, shape or form through his show and just the way he went on about life. Um, I am familiar with him again. Like I said, I'm I'm. I didn't watch a lot of his shows, but it was still shocking, you know, that someone that n notable and, you know, that it was just ended. I mean, he's traveling the world, eating the finest foods, um, doing all these things, man. Got him a good job, good salary, good, good things like that. And the reason I, I keep saying money and salary and, and all these things is because I think a lot of people use are used to equating having a good job, traveling the world, being a millionaire, having this fancy car, this big house, all this stuff. Right. And they, they equate that to happiness and success and guys, listen to me, man, you can have all of that and still be living through hell, still be living through hell, man. And it's so important that we just take the stigma out of mental health. It's ridiculous, man. And so it's really been a passion of mine to help people through mental to through mental health issues through through mental issue i mean but through mental illness and things like that even if it you know it means for me to be transparent through what i'm going through hence walk with jason that's essentially what walk with jason is all about guys 
I'm documenting my stuff that I'm going through. I'm documenting my depression. I'm documenting all these things instead of holding them in. That's I again, that's why I say this podcast has been very therapeutic to me because not only am I able to get stuff off my chest, you guys get to take whatever you want from it and let it inspire you or, or whatever, man. Like I ain't got time to be sitting here faking the funk with y'all anymore. I ain't got time to be taking these selfies and smiling and y'all posting old oh, snap life goals in the comment section when it's really, really not life goals over here. You know what I mean? Um, I'll tell you a little bit about, I'll give you a little bit of a backstory on when I really got to my depressed state. Um, I think I've dealt with self image issues all my life. Um, pretty much from the time I was in preschool to I say about the 11th grade, um, literally, and I'm not even joking, literally every day, somebody was talking about the size of my head. Now, the thing about it was, you know, I was very small um, as a child coming up. I was a late bloomer. And when you're small and you're skinny, your extremities are bigger or they appear bigger. So your hands, your feet and your head, they seem huge because you're small and you're skinny. And so, man, they just talked about my head. I'm talking about friends family, teachers. I'm going to tell you a story about that. Because when I said from preschool to the 11th grade, that 11th grade, y'all bookmark that because I'm going to come back to the 11th grade and why it suddenly stopped um, or slowed down rather tremendously in the 11th grade. But going going through that just about every day and not really knowing how to deal with it, I thank God for a praying mother um, who just, you know, prayed hard over my life and things like that to, you know, it didn't help. It helped. It helped see me through, but I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't even know how to respond with it. I didn't even, I don't, I don't know. I didn't have an emotion. It wasn't like, I didn't grow up thinking, oh man, I want to kill myself. I did grow up wishing that I could like have surgery to make my head smaller or something. Like I didn't think that I was going to eventually grow into my head. You know what I mean? So just growing up that way, that was the seed. That was the start of it all. You know what I mean? And then the 11th grade, which I, you know, talk about now, I'll never forget that day in the 11th grade where I fought back. And it was, uh, we were in gym that it was, it was gym class and the start of gym, like the gym teacher that I had, he was a jerk. And I say that because I remember at the beginning of the year, you know, I don't know how y'all do it now in school, but when I was coming up in school, they had like the role that they will call and they'll write in their notebook and check, you know, get a check mark. OK, they were here today. Check, check, check. So. 
the, the teacher would call the roll and be like, you know, uh, Steven here, uh, Rachel here. And he'll get to my name. Uh, head class laughed. <laughs> I raised my hand here. I'm, I'm serious. I'm not making any of this up. This is, this is what happened to me. You know what I'm saying? And, um, I remember after he left the room, cause he was doing it every day. I was like, is it, is he literally like calling my name head? Like just to play with me or what? So I looked at the roll book when he left the room and saw that he put white out over my name and wrote head. So I, I highly doubt that he knew what my real name was, you know? And it was like, wow, really? What did I do to this guy? What did I do to any of these people for them to constantly berate me about my head? You know what I mean? Like if I wasn't as strong as I was and it wasn't for my mother's prayers, man, that that's grounds for suicide suicidal thoughts like you guys don't love me why should i be here type of thing but it never shifted that way thank the lord but again it laid the foundation for something later on and so later on in that gym class we're playing basketball and again i'm the shortest guy in the classroom the shortest guy in the 11th grade you know, I was I think I was barely knocking five feet tall at the time. But anywho, um gym class was almost over and the game was almost over and we were up no, we were down by like two or something like that. And something happened off the fast break where our teammate my teammate stole the ball and he couldn't pass it to anybody else but me. The whole game, they were not passing it to me. They was like, we're not just passing it to him. He's, he sucks. So he had no choice but to pass it to me. And I was so happy to finally get the ball. And I was so wide open because who's going to check me? It wasn't like they were going to let me shoot. I was so happy to get the ball that I took the shot. Now, prior to me taking the shot, as soon as I touched the ball, they was like, head. Head, no, 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 don't shoot it, pass it, pass it, head, head, come on, pass it. So I'm hearing all of this noise, right? And I'm like, forget y'all, I'm taking the shot. I took the shot and it it rattled around the rim. Like it, it almost went in. It wasn't like I shot an air ball or anything like that, but I missed the shot and they just went off on me. Oh, you big head, blah, 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 blah. You shouldn't have did that. And da, 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 da. You big head, head. And then they started shoving me in the head and everything like that. And that's when I felt myself bubbling up. Okay. And they did this all the way from the court to the locker room. Once we got to the locker room, I said, okay, I have time today. And so, it took one more person to call me head, and when he did, I went smooth off for the first time in my life. I went so off that I blacked out. I don't even remember what I said or what I did. By the time I snapped out of it, I had managed to move an entire row of lockers by myself, and everybody's face had the shockest look on their face. Everybody. 
the teacher included. And all I remember was um, my neighbor who was also in my class saying, dang, man, I'm sorry, bro. And another student in the class was like, man, I didn't even know your name was Jason. Really? You know what I'm saying? So I, that was the beginning layers. Like after that, they, that's when I finally got my respect. Of course, they'll throw their little petty jabs here and there. And I got a few petty jabs in college. But um, once I, you know, started lifting weights and eating sandwiches and stuff like that, you know, I grew into it. But that was that was the beginning of. Of what was to come. And so we fast forward to about two years ago. Um two years ago where I was already in a state of no matter what I do, it's just not good enough. I could have just wrote a symphony and killed it on stage and everybody would be giving me dap. I would still find a way to sit down and be like, ah, it wasn't good enough. I can do better. Like that, that was my mindset. And to be honest, it's still kind of my mindset, you know? Um, but two years ago, man, it really came to a head. Um, I want to say June 6, 2017. Um, I, I think that's the date. It was in June. It was the first week of June. I do know that. Anywho, um, which, you know, celebrating a year of that happening. But, um. That day, that morning, I got a call that my cousin that I was real close to died in a car accident. Shocking, shocking to me. And so it really shook me, man. And I, I was kind of just paused. I didn't know what to what to think, what to do. You know, I, I wanted to cry, but I didn't know. Like, it was just it was weird, man. And as I'm dealing with that. My boss comes in the door and was like, hey, um, I want you to do whatever you have to do to start looking for a new job because this job here may be going out of business. And so within an hour span of that particular day, my world was just like upside down. And so I stepped out of the way and literally I'm not making this day up at all, guys. Listen, this is the real deal. This is the truth. After that happened, I told my boss, I was like, all right, I need a breather because I told him after he told me that I told him what happened with my cousin. And he just felt real sorry for me. And I was like, I just need a breather. I need to get out of here. And as I was leaving the building. This lady, I don't know if she had mental issues or what. She was weird. Um, it was weird. That day was so weird. So I left the office building. And this lady who was sitting on like the, the bus bench because there was a bus stop there at the edge of the building. And she saw me come out and she's like, excuse me, sir. Do you know Jesus? And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I know him. Meanwhile, I got my 
phone in my hand, texting my wife, what's going on here at work? And I guess the lady thought I was about to film her. And so she was like, no, you need to put your phone down. You need to put your phone down. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to be recording me. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And she starts yelling at me. And I'm like, lady, I'm, I'm not recording. I'm trying to text my wife. And she was not hearing anything I was trying to say. And so I was like, you know what? Whatever. And so I went back into the office because I was like, this lady's too crazy. And she was like, go ahead, call the police, call the police. And I'm like, all right, I ain't got time for this. I really don't. And so I waited about five minutes because I'm, I'm thinking the bus is here. And I, I heard the bus pull up. So I'm thinking she's getting on it and I can avoid this lady. So I come out thinking she's on the bus. She's still there. She's like, oh, you back? Oh, did you call the police? Call him. You ain't nothing but the devil. You're the devil. So literally, guys, before noon of this particular day, all these events happened to me. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I need to just check out. I'm done. This is stupid. I need to check out. So I got in my car, drove off, rolled the window down and said, yes, I am the devil. Blah, 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 blah. I was being petty, but I just was fed, I was fed up, man. I was fed up that day. And so, um, wow, this is a longer segment than I thought, but I think this is needed. Um, so I finally got a chance to just have some type of alone time and myself starts playing uh nirvana and some kurt cobain which you know it's not like he's readily available in my playlist or anything like that i i don't know why that particular day i decided to listen to him and we all know that kurt cobain killed himself because he was depressed mental um issues uh mental illness um, and so that just wasn't the greatest artist to listen to in those moments, but there I was. Next thing you know, I'm thinking about suicide for the first time. Now, I wasn't deep into the thought of, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm about to kill myself. And it never escalated to that point. But I was flirting with the idea. You know what I mean? Like, hmm, suicide. Hmm. Um. And so w even when that inkling of the thought of suicide entered into my mind, I was like, OK, it's time to approach this differently because the old Jason would have shut off from the world, been silent and been isolated. I was like, I can't afford to do that because this is the first time this thought even tickled my mind and I'm not going to let that thing grow. So I immediately called my close friends, my wife, my uh, pastor, told them what was going on. Then once I gathered my thoughts, I, I even made a post on Facebook. And I think that was the first day that I started to really um, be transparent on social media. Um, and it's so liberating to be transparent. Of course, I'm wise. I'm not telling y'all 100 percent of my life, but I'm telling y'all a good portion of it because I want to be a human online. I don't think people are human enough. Everything seems perfect from their end. And it's really not like that on the real. Anywho, so um, I got help. Talk to talk to counselors. 
um, you know, got the proper help, got the proper uh, channels, started taking days in increments and doing the right things to make sure that I was not only physically healthy, not only spiritually healthy, but mentally healthy, too. I think um, a lot of times we, you know, we're, we're made up of mind, body and spirit. And a lot of times we're so worked up on making sure we look good, our bodies look good or that we go to church and we look spiritually good. But that mental aspect just gets abandoned, man. It gets abandoned. And so. um. It's not easy. I still have my depressed days, super depressed days. Um, but I take it a day at a time and follow the proper procedures. Uh, make sure that I'm not on an island of my own and I'm just as transparent and open as possible. Um, and that's how I've been able to make it. And who would have known that in the midst of all of that, that months later, I would lose my dad. That I would be in debt to some um, debt collectors that I will lose another cousin um, just last week, <laughs> just last week of this podcast. I lost another cousin, guys. Um, I started the podcast the like a week after my dad's funeral. So. A lot of this stuff is still fresh. This is why it's called Walk with Jason, man. I want y'all to walk with me through this journey because, you know, the past year and a half, two years have been pure hell. But if I document it, maybe I can help somebody. And if I get into when I if when I get out of this season and get to a good season, it's documented. You know what I mean? I can listen to the old episodes and be like, man, I was going through that. Wow. I'm grateful. And I'm grateful now. I'm grateful now. Um, but yeah, mental health is important, man. Mental health is important. And I, f I almost feel like I need to chop this up and do another segment. But this is a podcast. I can kind of linger on as long as I want. I may cut a segment out because I feel that this is more important than anything else. Um, matter of fact, that I am going to do that. So let me go ahead and stop this and I'm going to start back up in the next segment, continuing my thoughts on mental illness. So stay tuned. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. Walk with Jason podcast. I am your host, Jason Tyree, a.k.a. a man called Jason. And this is actually a continuation of the last segment. And I really didn't plan on doing this. Um, normally right here will be the lyric reading. And um, that, that's just going to have to wait till next week because I, I really feel passionate about talking about mental illness is we we don't talk about it enough and not only just not the we but especially black folks black people man we don't talk about it man it's taboo um 
it's one of those things like, oh, you just need to man up. Or, oh, man, you depressed? You over there being weak. Like, that's how mental illness was dealt in my world. You know what I mean? And it's we have to change that, man. It, we have to change it. Like, suicide is in the top 10... Um, top 10 of deaths like suicide due to depression you know i was reading a, a statistic the other day and you know what actually i'm gonna go ahead and see if i can find it while we're talking but we got we got to break that stigma man we really have to break that stigma um of mental illness because first of all not just in the um african-american community but also in churches um we have to deal with it like if if your pastor and i'm gonna just be real if your pastor tells you to just pray or just rebuke the devil out of your life and that's their way of dealing with mental illness then you need to find a new church bro for real um because it's is not that simple first of all and i'm still trying to find this particular thing but first of all um depression is not a sin now i know not all my listeners are christians so if this doesn't apply to you it's whatever whatever but um depression is not a sin guys it really isn't um and I'm trying to find the stats here. In fact, Jesus himself had went through stress and depression. When he was in the garden, my guy was sweating blood, okay? If that's not stress, if that's not depression, I don't know what is. I don't know what is, okay? So even Jesus himself went through depression and stress, guys. If, if it's your will, please let this cup pass for me. You know what I'm saying? Let this cup pass. I'm t I don't want to deal with this is what Jesus pretty much said. He said that. So if Jesus can go through that, man, what make you think we're exempt? So I wanna I wanted to say that. Depression is not a sin. Um, actually, I'll tell you what. Depression is not a choice. Depression isn't indicative of a personal failure. Depression isn't a sign of weakness, black folks. Depression isn't the sum total of who you are. Depression is something that affects millions of us. And I'm one of them. I'm one of them, man. Um... Here are some statistics. 13.2% of the U.S. population identifies as black or African-American. Duh. Okay. You should know that. Simple Google um, would, would reveal that. But out of those 13.2%, over 16% had diagnosable mental illness in the past year 
That is over 6.8 million people. Okay. And we just talk about black folks for the black community who don't really talk about mental illness. We talking about 6.8 million black people. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make this a color thing or, or, or leave other races out because everybody deals with depression. But I know for my community, my, my black people, we don't talk about it enough. These numbers are alarming. 6.8 million people. That's more people than the population of Chicago, Houston, and Philadelphia combined. Okay. That's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. And let me let me quickly reiterate a post that I did and then I'm going to share the vision. I have a vision. I have a dream about helping. Um, but let me get into this first. Especially I'm still talking to my black people. I'm talking to everybody, but black people really listen up. We have a celebrity right now that has clear symptoms of mental illness. He's even stated it. His name is Kanye West. And we have been so quick to cancel Kanye, to call Kanye a douchebag, to do all of this, right? Kanye came into the game the rap game, the music game in tw uh, 2004. He dropped the college dropout and one of the hit songs from it was Jesus Walks. I immediately heard the song as a plea, as a, hey, I'm not too familiar. I don't have the technicalities down of Jesus and being saved and being a Christian and all this stuff. But here, here I am voicing my, my um, point of view of what's going on. I need Jesus to walk with me. And instead of looking and listening to that plea, I saw my Christian friends berate and criticize him, throwing their proverbial stones at this guy, saying, oh, he's mocking the Lord's uh, name and he's doing all this and da 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 The guy was literally crying for help and he's he's in the pool waving his hands hoping that a savior will come and bring him out of the water and we as the lifeguards or as the people standing by to call the lifeguards instead of calling the lifeguards aka jesus to, to save this guy we say oh man look at that dude waving his arms in the water over there floating dog he gonna drown look at him ah, ugh, he needs to drown he needs to get that water demon off of him like come on fam so we missed the opportunity there okay then years later he goes on national tv and says george bush doesn't care about black people and we took that his mother died he started doing some irrational things Obviously, because if you lose a parent, huh? Hello, that's depressing, um, especially when it's unexpected. Um, and then he interrupts Taylor Swift. So all these antics that were happening and instead of looking at it like, yo, I'm concerned he might be having some mental issues. Nah, nah. You think we did that? No, we start calling him crazy. 
Oh, he crazy. Kanye is crazy. Dismissing him is crazy. Just put the crazy label on him because it's convenient, right? So then he marries Kim Kardashian, and now we're like, oh, he's in a sunken place, you know, da 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 da. Now listen, because I already know I'm gonna get some type of feedback on this. I'm not condoning the actions of what he's been doing. I'm not condoning that, but I'm saying look at the red flags he was waving that we ignored because it was more convenient for us to point him out and say oh he's a freak he's a, he's crazy yada yada so he gets married to kim kardashian which a lot of people just don't agree with but to be completely honest with you kim kardashian has been married longer than any of her siblings to kanye west five years and counting they have three kids that's a lot longer than somebody's relationship out there shoot longer than somebody's employment out there you know what i'm saying so yeah i kim does questionable things but she's been pretty consistent in this i mean five years when are we going to stop saying oh she's a slut she's a hoe like she did one sex tape if there's more out there i don't know about it and guess what y'all don't know about it either She's only done one sex tape like over a decade ago to Ray J. Ooh, oh my goodness. And yeah, she's posed nude before and recently and yada, yada. But other than one sex tape and posing nude occasionally, I mean, we, we just going to completely throw Kim out of the equation like she's not helping Kanye. Because when Kanye had that mental breakdown, um, I think a year and a half, maybe two years ago at the concert and he got checked into a hospital. Kim dropped everything, stayed by her man. OK, so y'all can y'all can, you know, whatever. Miss me with that. Anywho, all I'm saying is this. Now, Kanye meets with Trump and he's wearing a MAGA hat. And he's talking about slavery was a choice and that that's clickbait. That's news. That's sound bites. And he released like two interviews that was either one of them was an hour long. The other one was two hours long with Charlemagne, where he's thoroughly explaining himself. Even the sound bite where he talked about because um, I talked about this before in the previous um, episode, even the sound bite. Um, about the slavery being a choice even in that interview itself he said two things one man i've been on meds because i've been on so many meds and all this stuff from my depression he said that he also said he also went to van who corrected him later in the in the interview and he was like look man i really didn't mean to to cause any malice I really didn't think it all the way through. He he re-upped on it on a later interview and said, man, I really wasn't thinking um, thoroughly. So it wasn't like he came back a month later and was like, oh, guys, I was just tripping. He was saying it the day he said it. The day he made that controversial statement, he also said, man, I could have probably said that better or really thought that through. I was just speaking from the top of my head. And so recently he he finally came out and admitted, hey, I'm taking these pills. I've been diagnosed of having mental illness and I've been taking these pills and, you know, doing my regimen and stuff like that. And even when I made the slavery is the choice comment, I was probably out of it. 
Sounds like an excuse, whatever. Y'all can dismiss him and still cancel him or whatever. Even in his the album he released that nobody listened to because I'm not going to support Kanye. Blah, 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 blah. That's fine. That's your choice. But there were songs that he did where he was explaining himself better. But all that's out the window. All that's out the window. My thing is this. My thing is this. He's mentally ill. And you know that. You know that it's not a secret. He's still going through some things. He's not crazy jacket ill. Y'all probably joking and gah, 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 and say, oh, I don't know. He's crazy jacket. But that's that's not that. See, that's the whole stigma of mental illness. They think, oh, you got mental illness. You belong in a straight jacket. You're not normal. Every. A lot of people, I was about to say everybody, I don't want to throw that out there, but a lot of people are dealing with some form, some form of mental illness. Okay, so let's not sit up here and act like we're perfect. So Kanye, and this is why I went on the rant about Kanye, because for the white people, and I'm just, I, again, I don't want to separate it, but for this conversation I'm trying to drive a point home for the white people. You have Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain who committed suicide due to depression. Prior to them doing that, I'll throw in Robin Williams, the comedian Psh, comedians. I'm telling you, a lot of them draw from depression. That's why they're really funny. But those guys went quiet before the sudden suicide the fact that kanye is talking right now i would much rather prefer that than dang y'all heard from kanye what's up with him because he was scaring me about it um half a year ago like i haven't heard from kanye in a good while i hope he's okay then the reports came out he was working on music and i was like good all right just want to know about my guy. And the fact that he's out talking, he can speak in pig Latin. He can say two plus two is blue. I don't care. As long as I'm hearing from Kanye, that in itself lets me know that he's working through it and he's okay at the moment. Because if he ever gets silent and then God forbid he commits suicide, how are we going to suddenly switch the narrative? Are we going to start throwing up? Oh, man, R.I.P., man. Oh, he really must have been going through, you know, because I don't want no after the after the fact. Um, emotion about that. He's going through it now. So either be mindful of that and not cancel Kanye and hope that he continues to get the help that he needs during this time so he can be even strong mind stronger minded than he is now either do that or go ahead and keep criticizing him and god forbid if he passes away and commits suicide i want you to have the same energy that sounds rude and that sounds mean but don't switch up so either go ahead and hope that he gets the help and be concerned about his mental illness now or continue to be judgmental even past his you know possible 
death. Don't switch up because I've seen it way too many times, especially with Michael Jackson. Now, I, I, I'm not saying Michael had mental illness. He may have. I don't know. But we was calling him a freak, child molester, the whole nine. The minute he dies, so many people was like, oh, no, Michael, oh, I miss Michael. Oh, he was such a talented soul. Oh, I'm going to miss him. Like, really? Where was all that energy when he was alive and y'all was laughing at him? You know what I'm saying? Because y'all thought he was sleeping with little boys, which came out later that those boys were lying. They were lying the whole time. And Mike was sitting there for decades telling y'all, man, these kids are tripping. But it was so much more convenient for y'all to just berate and, and talk about Michael. You know what I mean? So. Listen. Me being transparent about my depression has really helped me out because I look at it like this. You don't necessarily have to respond to me a certain way, but I'm looking I'm always looking to see how people are responding to people that are dealing with mental illness because I want to stay far away from the judgmental ones as I deal with my current depression. You know, because there could be a moment where I have an episode where I could be saying some stuff that's crazy. I personally don't think so, but again, it's nothing you plan for. You know what I mean? But in the event, I want to stay far away from those people, far away from the judgmental ones. And so um, I'm going to go ahead and take a break and we're going to, we're going to get into the sports segment. And then after the sports segment, we're going to wrap it up. And um, I'm still going to give the Petty Jordan face of the week. I, th this episode really took a shift, though, man. And I think I'm going to still wrap it up because I didn't get a chance to really talk about my vision and my my dream, my recent dream. And that I really hope it really comes. Actually, stuff is really rolling right now as far as that dream and that passion. Um, and I, I think I'm going to end the episode sharing that. So, anywho, y'all stay tuned for the petty sports because I'm still going to be petty about what happened yesterday. Okay? All right. Keep it locked. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. If you're still with me, great. Fantastic. If not, ah, I get it. It's whatever. Um. This has been a, a completely different episode than the ones I'm used to structuring. Um, but it's really it, it's been a really important topic for me. And so it's my podcast. I can do whatever I want. And so we made the shift today. OK, we, we shift. We shift some things around to talk about what I wanted to talk about. But I was not going to leave this out. OK, I wasn't going to leave this out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about you guys. First of all, let me get the other stuff out of the way first. Congratulations to the Washington Nationals. The Washington Nationals finally got their Stanley Cup. Okay. Um, Shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my Yankees. We keep winning. Sky is blue. Water is wet. Yankees win. All right. So now that I got that out the way. 
Guys, listen. I don't know about you, but uh, I think we can kill the goat debate, okay, once and for all. We, we, we're just going to kill it, all right? Uh, LeBron James and the Cavaliers received a broom, okay? We're going to call him LeBroom James now because he received a broom from the Golden State Warriors. And for those who are not getting the lingo there, they got swept. And a sweep means when one team wins all the games and another team wins no games. Four games to zero games. That's a sweep. Hence the term broom. Hence Libroom. Now, ha. <sighs> I got time today, okay? And I made this post earlier today, okay? And I'm going to go back to it, and I'm going to preach. Yes, I am. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because I got time today. I got time today. All right. So, in lieu of LeBron James gathering his sixth NBA final loss in a series, um, I just want to highlight some things because, as you know, and if you don't know, now you know that I am one of the biggest LeBron haters on planet Earth. Now, please refrain from saying, Oh, how can you hate on a guy who has been married and has kids and he's such a great role model and pay for kids to go to college and da 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 I don't hate him personally, okay? So please don't bring that excuse to this podcast, okay? Because he is a great guy off the court. But I ain't talking about off the court, dog. I'm talking about on the court. Okay, and it's not even LeBron's fault totally. It's you, LeBron fans. You, LeBron fans, are worse than Beehive, Beyonce's fan base. You guys are worse than them. You guys are a notch worse than the Cowboy fan base. The Dallas Cowboy fan base is nauseating. The Laker fan base used to be nauseating, but they've been losing for so long that they've lost their luster. You would think the Cowboys would have lost their luster too, being that they haven't been to the playoffs since I was in middle school. But that's neither here or there. I'm not here to talk about the Cowboys. I'm here to talk about LeBron. You brought this upon yourself because what you kept doing was you kept bringing in my boy, Jordan. Oh, how can you be your boy? He, you know what I'm saying? He don't do anything socially. He doesn't do anything. And people get murdered over his shoes again, off the court. I'm not talking about off the court. Stop bringing that to this. This is on the court. On the court, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. That's it. End of discussion. We are not going to have a debate about, oh, I don't know. I think LeBron is the GOAT. That's dead now. It's dead. It's completely dead. And if you try to resurrect it, hold tight. Because I got 10 facts that I saw online. 
and I agreed with, and I'm going to talk about it right here, okay? Y'all gonna get all of this LeBron slander, okay? All of it. Listen up, okay? All right, all right, here we go. Number one, you LeBron stands. Y'all say, there is no difference between KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen becoming teammates and, uh, you know, and Braun and Dwayne Wade and Boss joining forces. There's no difference. There's no difference. Yeah, okay, There's there is no difference in a 12- and 13-year vets who were tw- 31 and 32 years old and who never been to the finals joining another 30-year-old loser in Boston. And it's the exact same as two 25-year-olds, being, one being a two-time MVP, joining a 28-year-old champion in finals MVP. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's totally the same, right? It's totally the same, right? Okay. So that's that. Um, you Braun fans always throw out this one. Braun was never on a super team. Okay, yeah. Remember the you know 2010 celebratory pep rally that they had for the quote-unquote non-super team? Yeah, not five, not six, not seven. Nah, nah, nah. The games are going to be easy. You don't get that type of confidence from a non-super team, right? I mean, don't 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 go back and change stuff now because they didn't get the four rings and four final appearances. Don't do that. Don't let's not do that, okay? You Braun fans, this is what y'all say again. Oh, oh, Braun, Braun can guard. Braun can guard anybody. He can guard anybody from one through five, yo. He he can guard anybody. Here's my response, and this one is going to be painful because it's the truth. The Warriors, just this, because we, we ain't talking about the past. We're talking about what happened not too long ago, okay? We're talking about hours ago. It ain't even been a full day yet. The Warriors shot, and I say a full day because I'm recording on Saturday, and they got swept Friday night. The Warriors shot 94% when guarded by LeBron. I didn't go anywhere. I'm just letting that Selah moment happen. Okay? Just digest that for a second. 94%. It was like, oh my goodness, LeBron's checking me? I'm definitely going to score now. That's what was happening. Okay? So I don't want to hear that. Um, LeBron fans, you say, why do people think it's better to lose in the early rounds than the finals? Why do people think that? First of all, no one thinks that. So sh- 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 Hush. No one thinks that. All right. Let's move on. All right. <sighs> LOL at Jordan getting swept in the first round. This is what y'all Bron fans say. Oh, Jordan got swept in the first round. <laughs> first of all, Bron missed the playoffs his first two years. Is it better to not make the playoffs than to lose in the first round? Hmm. 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 Okay. Bron fans. Here we go. The Bulls was one Hugh Holland's call away from going back to the finals after Jordan retired. Um, the Bulls got bounced in the second round. Genius. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Bron stands. Fans. 
bronze bays or whatever you want to be called uh jordan beat out an old lakers and pistons team i've heard this a lot oh come on he beat magic was way past his prime and look at isaiah and them they was they were old they they, they jordan beat an old lakers and pistons team yeah he did <laughs> okay cool all right that's fine the heatles as y'all were titled in miami were formed to beat an old Celtics team. Remember that. Don't get amnesia on me now. Because clearly the Celtics was the defending champions prior to all of this. But y'all were formed to beat an old Celtics team because y'all was like, oh, they joined. They, they got the big three in, 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 in Boston, you know. So I think we need to start doing a super team. You know, so anyway, y'all were formed to be the old Celtics team. Bronze signature, 45 points, 15 rebound game. Uh, in game six was against a 35, 36, and 37-year-old big three. Hmm. Hmm. Another fact. You ready for the, another fact? Magic Johnson was only 31. When Jordan beat him. Oh, oh, what's that facts? What is that facts? Cause LeBron is like 32, ain't he? Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, all right, whatever. Um, and, and, that th and Magic at 31 was like literally the oldest person on the team, on the starting five at least. Um, so I don't, I don't wanna hear that. <sighs> Bron fans, I'm almost done whipping y'all tail on this podcast. I'm almost done. Take this whipping. You hear me? Bron fans. LeBron married his high school sweetheart and he has her kids. <laughs> there you go, bringing off the field stuff into an on the field conversation. No one cares, okay? No one cares about that point. Whoop de doo. All right? Um, number nine. Making it to. Oh, this one's going to really get some folks here. All right? Ready for this? Ready? Okay. You Braun fans, y'all say this. Making it to eight finals is a great accomplishment and commendable. Word. Word. I'm not, I, I'm not gonna take away from that. Cause it's it's something to to give a golf clap to. I think that's that's awesome. Let's matter of fact, let's let's clap it up for that. We're gonna clap it up for that, okay? But uh, winning a majority of those eight is a great accomplishment too, okay? Mm -hmm. Winning majority of those eight would have been a great accomplishment. Having a .375 winning percentage in the final record, in the finals is, uh, you know, eh. Mm. No one's calling Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, or the Buffalo Bills the GOATs for making it to four straight Super Bowls. Why, I mean, I, I know one Bills fan. One. <laughs> Yet no one was praising the Bills for making it to four straight Super Bowls. Name another team that made it to four straight Super Bowls. You can't. Why? Because the Bills are the only ones. Moving quite along, okay? Um, Number 10. This is the last one. I'm going to stop because it was 10 points I wanted to talk about. So 10 points. And this one is one of my favorites too because you guys like to bring this up. 
when talking about LeBron and Jordan. Jordan took two years off from any physical activity when he retired from basketball. He effectively didn't age for two years. Word, word, because I've heard that argument way too many times. And I'm about to bring, I'm not even going to bring facts that I know off the top of my head. I'm going to read to you an article. Okay, so listen up. The thing that becomes most abundantly clear is how hard Jordan worked to be the best baseball player he could. Three anecdotes in particular highlights the lengths MJ went in order to improve. Number one, he swung until his hands could ta couldn't take anymore. Number two, he, during his first spring training, Jordan biographer George Kohler tells Nyer, Mike would hit in a cage for an hour to 90 minutes before practice. Then he'll go through a full three hour practice. After practice, he was back in the cage swinging for another half an hour to an hour. Having not swung a bat in 13 years, the constant hitting left Jordan hands raw. That's point number two. And here's the point number three. When he came off the field, I don't know how he could have held anything, much less a bat. The trainers would put a clear rubberized patch over the inside of his hands. Then they would wrap his hands in a gauze and tape. Kind of like LeBron's excuse that he, you know, played with a broken hand. Yeah, whatever. We're not going to talk about LeBron. We're talking about Jordan right now. Guys, he was working his tail off during the quote unquote two years where he was just sipping on lemonade during his retirement. He was not doing that. In fact, he was probably working harder. <laughs> then he came back from doing all of that hard work in baseball. Sure, he came back midseason and it got, you know, lost in the uh, in the playoffs to the Magic. Yeah, but after that, once he got his footing, he three-peated again, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Anywho. I'm done, guys. And when I say I'm done, I'm done hating on LeBron. I'm done dealing with LeBron fans because at this point, LeBron, first and foremost, has nothing to prove. Number two, I want to focus all my petty hatred towards Kevin Durant, who shouldn't have won the MVP, but OK, they gave it to him anyway. Oh, which means he shouldn't have won. He was hoping. Da, 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 da. Curry had better stats. But, you know, it's neither here or there. Whatever. Congrats to KD. He even got a haircut game too. I'm proud of him. Um But I'm done with I'm done with LeBron because I think I want what I want to do, I want to do something different with LeBron. Because for Kobe, I hated Kobe his entire career. And it wasn't until the his final game and then after retirement where i was like you know what even though i hated the lakers and i hated kobe kobe was the man and it was amazing to see him and i actually miss him you know what i mean and so i want to allow myself to get to that point with lebron 
Um, obviously, he's not going to be in Cleveland. Uh, you can just throw that out the window. Uh, he's going to go somewhere else. And so wherever he goes, even if he stays in Cleveland, I want you guys to leave me alone. Leave LeBron alone, first and foremost, so he can, you know, live his life without being compared to Michael Jordan, which is not fair to either party. Um, and your love affair for LeBron has to stop because he has a wife, Savannah James, who seems awesome and supportive. Let her be with her man. Stop taking LeBron James away from his family to love on him. Okay. Just stop. It's weird. It's awkward. He doesn't need it. Okay. But anywho, that's it. That's all I got. I'm so glad the N NBA season is over with, to be honest with you. Now the shakeup could happen and hopefully the shakeup will result in a more balanced and competitive um, league because for four years in a row, 28 other teams, I wouldn't say suck, but they couldn't make it to the finals. 28 other teams for almost half a decade couldn't make it to the finals. And y'all call that fun. I mean, that finals was so boring. Even when they swept the Cavs, it was golf claps, not only from the Cleveland fans, but even the Warriors, the way they were celebrating, they were like, yeah, we went back to back. Yeah, we did it again, guys. Ooh, yeah. Hoo, hoo, hoo. It was so anticlimactic. So I'm done. Please don't make me hate LeBron again. It's not his fault, guys. Okay? Let LeBron be LeBron. Stop trying to make him be Jordan or better than Jordan. Let him be his own man so we can all appreciate him together. Okay? All right. That's my spiel on that, okay? We're about to wrap this podcast up, so stay tuned. All right, welcome back to the podcast, the Walk with Jason podcast, that is. We are wrapping things up. Um, again, if you're not following me on social media, please follow me, uh, Walk with Jason, or go to my website. Actually, y'all should go to my website first because I have a lot of stuff y'all probably don't know about me. Like, I have a full musical catalog of songs that I've done over the years. I have my graphic design portfolio on the website. So many other aspects and layers of me that are on the website. Please go to walkwithjason.com. And from there, you can also find all the places where I am on social media. It's that simple. Just click the button. It'll take you right to my page and you can add me friend me, subscribe to me, those type of things. Okay. But, uh, anywho, um, before I share my vision, um, of what's hopefully going to happen in the future, let me go ahead and give out this petty, petty, um, not petty. It's not petty. What is it called? Oh yeah. Crying Jordan face of the week. <laughs> Okay, um, and we are going to go to Fox in Detroit.
Here we go. Michigan State Health Physicist. Physicist. I said physicist. (laughs) Health physicist. Accused of having sex with a basset hound is out on bond. Yes, you heard correctly. Okay, let's go more into this story. Michigan State University employee is facing criminal charges for bestiality. Fox 2, Joseph, just a couple of questions. No comment, Joseph Hatley said. Please, who is Flash the Basset Hound? I I don't want to be on camera, no comment, Hatley said. Minutes after being arranged, arraigned, sorry, on two counts of bestiality for allegedly having sex with a basset hound named Flash. 50-year-old Joseph Hatley walked out of Ingram County Jail. Fox 2, is this your dog? He entered a plea of not guilty and was allowed to home to go home on a personal reconnaissance. He was able to go home on bond. How about that? Because I don't know what that word is. They missed. Like, I'm skipping over it because they got so many typos in this. But anywho, Hadley's uh, neighbors say that they did remember him having a basset hound as a pet. A basset hound, the alleged victim here, is now in the care of animal control. Once Animal Control learned what was happening, they got a hold of investigators at the sheriff's office who then turned it over to the attorney general. According to the attorney general's office, the crimes of sodomy with the dog happened for two months between January and April of this year. It is a crime punishable by 15 years in prison. Oh, boy. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Oh, that prison sentence is going to be horrible. Are you saying you're innocent that this is all fabricated? Fox News asked. Hatley walked away from us without giving an explanation, but he won't be going back to work anytime soon. (laughs) Back in April, Michigan State University was notified of the investigation and suspended Hatley from his position as a health physicist. Yes, I got it right at MSU, pending the outcome of the case. Fox News asks, anything you want to say to the students, MSU, anything at all? Investigators at MSU both say the crimes happened in halt, not on campus and not involving any animals associated with the university. Hattie will be back in court June 14th in Ingram County. Wow, so Joseph Hattie gets the crying Jordan face of the week for having sex with his best basset hound. Who, 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 whose mans is this dog? Like whose mans is this? Really? We, we out here having sex with dogs, man. Man. You know what? We're just going to leave it alone because I I don't want to be uncouth in my statements. <sighs> Good Lord. Anywho, guys, thank you all for listening. But before I go, I want to kind of wrap, it, wrap up the, the topic of mental health. And um, 
I think a lot of these things that I'm going through is happening for a reason. And me being a recording artist um, and a graphic designer and just dealing with the arts pretty much all my life, um, I think it was a, a reason and a purpose for it. I did not know. And I think I'm beginning to know what the reason and purpose is now. Um, because between me being an artist and me having mental health, um, you know, going through mental health um, issues, I want to protect creatives. I really strongly believe that is the new direction and the new goal and the new dream I want to pursue in life is to help the creatives mentally because if you notice your artistic friend or your friend that does you know any of the arts whether it's dance fashion anything that deals with creativity if you notice that particular friend is a loner or they're overly sociable to compensate for something and a lot of times a lot of times i've seen so many articles that links creativity with depression and so, we, I mean, come on. We just talked about uh, Kate Spade, fashion designer. I talked about Robin Williams, comedy, which is in the form of art because it's dealing with theater and, and acting because he was also an actor as well. Um, Anthony Bourdain. You know, even even though his was more in journalism and stuff like that. He still had an artistic feel to it. He was a he was a creative thinker, you know what I mean? With with the things he said and the things he did, he was creative. Kurt Cobain. Now I'm thinking of names that I've mentioned in this podcast, and I'm thinking that each one of these people are creative. Even Kanye West that I mentioned, creative. But they 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 can also be loners, man, and a lot of times. Our art can also be our prison. And that can develop mental issues that may go undetected. And so I want to somehow, some way, I'm actually already meeting with eight other people who are going to help me push this dream forward. And I, I simply want to create a safe haven for creatives that are going through mental illness or mental or, or, or anything emotional that could trigger off um, mental depression, all of that. I want to create a safe haven for creatives. That is my new life goal now. I'm all in. So whether it's me saying something small on this podcast, whether if it's this podcast, you know, I ain't trying to get rich off this podcast. I don't care if a million people or 10 people listen to this podcast. I already told y'all from the jump, this is for me first. Anything, anything that anybody else gets out of this is a bonus and I'm grateful for it. But anything and everything I do going forward, um, first and foremost is going to benefit my family because they're my family and I got to make sure that they eat. You know what I mean? But 
I want to help creatives have a safe haven. I want them to have a safe haven. And so we're working on something, man. I, I, um, I actually had a nonprofit um, years ago. It, it dissolved because the, the, the vision was too broad and I wasn't consistent in it and my heart wasn't 100 percent in it. But this right here, man, like I actually waited to see if that passion was going to fizzle out or if it was going to be a phase. But I have consistently been feeling like this for years now. And so I think it's the right time to just at least start working on it. And um, it's crazy. Like the moment I started casting out the vision of what I wanted to do and drawing certain people in it, the, the ball has been rolling guys like doors have been opening opportunities have, you know, are about to present itself. And I'm, I'm excited not because, Oh, I'm about to build this great thing. It's not about me. It's about protecting creatives, man. I have, I have creative friends now that we talk to on a regular that's like, man, I didn't feel like getting out of bed today. And I'm like, you are a genius creative person. And you seem like you should be happy. Nah. Mm -mm. So for my creatives now, again, non-creative people, they go through depression. They go through stress. They go through anxiety. But. I just have a real heart and passion specifically for creatives because I don't think there's a lot of people or anybody in their corner. Um, you know, who knows the next Kanye West could be out there going through the same thing that the current Kanye West is going through and whatever is being built through my dream and or what have you or the next possible nonprofit or whatever this thing is going to eventually be it could possibly save that individual or thousands or millions or whatever i just want to create a safe haven for creatives that it's okay to be an artist it's okay that you're going through these things you're not alone we're here to help we're here to see you through this because I don't want people to take their creativity to the grave. I don't want the next Michelangelo or the next Picasso or the next Mozart or the next whomever to die early. And the world never gets the benefit from their genius creativity. I don't want that to happen. I don't. Um, so yeah, that's just a little taste of what's going on, depending on how things go. If I'm at liberty to discuss, I will, um, I definitely do want to keep you guys in the loop. Um, listen, I'll even, I'll even put this out there. If you are a therapist or studying therapy and you're interested in more information, please hit me up. Um, in fact, you can email me um, at jason at walkwithjason.com or go to the website and fill out the form on there. Let me know if you're interested or not and um, getting more information and not just, you know, a therapist, but people that can that feel like they can help towards this cause, whether it's donating. Um, we don't have everything set up yet. So, I mean, most more than likely 
Now, it's definitely going to happen. It's going to be a nonprofit with a 501c3. Um, so we can, you know, properly accept donations and y'all can benefit on your taxes or whatever when you donate. Um, but if you want to be an early investor in, in this or if you just want more information, um, you know, just hit me up. Hit me up, guys. All right. Well, anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. I know, again, this was an untraditional setup that I normally have. The The previous seven episodes kind of had some structure to it. This one has structure to it, too, but this topic was so serious and near and dear to my heart. And plus, I, I needed to rant and get out those stories about my childhood, uh, my rant about Kanye and things like that. And I needed to get those out. Um, and I, I thank you if you made it to this part of the podcast thank you for stick staying and listening um i greatly appreciate it and i want you guys to have a great week um and before you go i just want to ask this last question you know i hope it's not bothering you guys if i ask this um you know i just want to ask the question i think the question is uh what is the question who wants to walk with jason